Good morning, glory. Hallelujah to you and welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by author, podcast, and Mr. Olympia from uh, 2008, Mr. Scott Haskins. Scott, how's it going? Doing great, Corey. I am really excited about this week's episode, but how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I worked a 12-hour day. Uh, I came in on icy highways just to do the show because I couldn't wait to hang out with you and to hang out with everybody's favorite Uncle Salty, John Mariano. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing flipping terrific. All right. This is the 50th, boys. This is kind of a big one in, in podcast circles, right? Not a lot of shows make it to 50 episodes. I know John and I thought we'd make it, you know, around five or six when we initially set out. And we, here we drag this thing all the way out to 50. How are you feeling, John? Old. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. No, old. Uh, do, do we do this again when, when Scott hits his 50th? Like, how do we, how, how does this anniversary bullshit work? Like, do we have to do it every time anybody hits a 50th? Like, if you're a guest is on 50 times, do we have to do a 50th for them too? What the fuck is going on, Corey? I, I don't have the energy for more than one 50th. So, uh, we're just going to grandfather Scott in. Uh, th- this is your 50th too, my friend. Scott, uh, Wonderful. welcome the 50th episode. How are you feeling? I'm really excited. And I mean, when, when it hits my 50th episode, if you want, John, to just to make you feel better about the anniversary, we could put the movie back on the mixtape. I mean, you, you know, what? let's talk a little bit later. Maybe there'll be an opportunity sooner rather than later to, to make that happen. I hope That's so. Right. Uh, tonight's episode, we're not rolling the dice. We're, we're just talking about the mixtape. And initially, John and I started out with one mixtape uh, nine tracks aside, because that's about all you could fit uh, on a really good, uh, decent size uh, cassette tape uh, back in the day. Uh, so we thought, oh, we're just going to pick the, you know, the 18, uh, not not just the best songs of Aerosmith, but the most indicative of Aerosmith, the best songs that, you know, the best describes the band. And then we you know, we realized, uh, John, actually, we went on vacation and John came back and said, that's really a fool's error. And this is a band that has, what, 17 compilation albums. Um, how do you not feel? Uh, a mixtape with just the 18 biggest hits that everybody kind of knows, right? There might be one or two variants in there. So he decided to mix it up. And uh, what we decided was uh, mixtape one has two sides. So side A was going to be all uh, deeper cuts. That's stuff that was not released as a single. Side B was going to be all live cuts. And then we thought, well, we've already done episodes with some of these bigger hits, uh, singles. What do we do about that? And John just kind of, I will do a list. Uh, so he said, okay, we're going to do like the all-time Aerosmith top 10 list. And we thought, well, now we got a mixtape and we got a list. You know, this is kind of lame. We should just have two mixtapes. So we'll have the one mixtape with the deep cuts and the live cuts. We'll have a second mixtape with the all-time Aerosmith top nine tracks. But then we had a fourth side. And we thought, what the heck should we do for a fourth side? And uh, uh, John, I, I think this was actually maybe your idea, wasn't it? What are we going to do for side four, technically, of our double mixtape? Well, I feel like you and Scott kind of tasked me with, uh, or maybe it was you, maybe it was Scott, I don't remember what, some combination of both of you felt like it was unbalanced. It was like a, a mixtape and a half. The reality is that we added Scott and we doubled our knowledge easily on music. We probably more than doubled our knowledge. So, so, so we need more, we need to really represent that. So we, you know, we, we, we have a mixtape and a half. We might as well have two full mixtapes. And we've cut a lot of songs and we cut a lot of songs on the show, but we need an opportunity for us to be represented and kind of save the songs that we want to save. Um, so we're calling this side na- nasty cuts. 
And we're breaking this side down into three parts. We each get a part, and there's no voting. There's no discussion. If there is a song that one of us wants to save, we can save it. But we only have room for three. So we can add songs as we wish to the side, but no more than three for each of us, totaling nine. We're going to knock down the top ten to a top nine, so that way it's nine per side and it feels like a, a, a true mixtape um, double-sided cassette. And we're not going any more than this. This is the absolute last time we're adding anything to this. We're not going to do like a box set where we have 15 mixtapes because what's the point? <laughs> um, one side all covers, uh, one side just all Tom Hamilton tracks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really feel like we can represent a lot here. Um, so, so while, while we might have teased at the top of the show that Scott might have one more opportunity to put the movie on a mixtape, if he does, and he's the one who chooses to put the movie on a mixtape, Scott will be the only person who has the choice to take the movie off the mixtape this time. If that's Go going to be the case, I, I, I think that I, I was really hoping that, that uh, John, you felt bad about what you did and you wanted to take three spots back or one of your three spots back and, and take the movie. But I don't get the feeling that you're going to do it because you keep saying Scott's going to do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, be bold and make the first move and say, Corey, would you please put uh, the movie back on the tape? All right. Currently, That's we, we so put the, the, the movie on uh, side four uh, of the uh, second mixtape, Nasty Cuts. Now, what we're going to do tonight, actually, Scott jumped the gun. Uh, we're actually going to go through every single song we've covered so far because we never got Scott's opinion on a lot of these. Maybe he'll want to rearrange uh, the other three sides of the mixtape here. So we're going to play little blurbs of each song. Scott's going to let us know, well, maybe that should go on side A, the deep cuts, or maybe that should go on the live cuts, and and, and we'll go from there. So, so, so what I like about this, though, is are we counting this as official that the movie is officially back on the mixtape right now? Uh, Scott made it official. Yeah, he put it on. He put it on his nasty cuts on side four. Okay. So, so, so the movie has now been removed twice from the mixtape, right? That's I'm right. Yep. It yep. Unprecedented. So, so, the movie is now in a position, Scott, and no pressure at all, where it could be removed a record three times from the mixtape. It could, and and I'll just say this: if I find three songs that I think are more important than the movie to boot it off of my own section of the mixtape. Those are going to be three pretty amazing songs in my opinion. There you go. There's Sheila a lot of songs. Well, we're going to get to Sheila. Uh, that's coming up. Uh, but first, why don't we start with the very first song we ever covered on this show, John Mariano, Lord of the Thighs uh, from Get Your Wings. We're going to play a little bit over here. Uh, I'm assuming Scott uh, who has all the time in the world, even though he hosts, you know, 12 different podcasts, writes books, uh, weight lifts, uh, does all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure you listen to all these, but here's just a little snippet of Lord of the Thighs.
right, Scott, that's the first minute uh, of Lord of the Thighs. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I like the start of it. It has a deceptive beat, even though it's in 4-4, it feels like it's off. I had to count it just to be sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I like it, but it just feels like it's it's missing some of the energy that it should have. And that and was the... No, and that's a good point. And that's, I think, the conclusion kind of John and I reached. Like, it's a great song, but there's maybe better versions out there. Uh, John, kind of releasing to the Get Your Wings uh, version, uh, do you think we were right on that one? Yeah, there's a different energy with that song live than there is in the studio. It's really it's really written and built to be a live song. And, and it's, it's, it's lacking um, the energy from the audience that the, that the band feeds off of. And I think that, that that's somewhat of what that feels like that backwards tempo or something however scott was describing it i don't have the technical knowledge to describe it but it you know you know it's um it's kind of, kind of like me tonight it's lacking a little energy but you're uh, still enjoyable the, exactly i, I shuttled <laughs> ahead a little bit here uh, to the middle of the song we'll, we'll see if we can get into some of the guitar solo here A goat i know that was steven tyler actually uh way back from 1974 uh get, get your wings second track off that album uh it was on the mixtape for quite a while but we took it off uh knowing that there was a live version out there we liked which is currently uh residing on side b from live bootleg so uh just real quick guys are we cool with not having uh, lord of the thighs uh, on the all-time uh, aerosmith top nine i believe that was a single I'm going to say, yeah, I, I I do recall, and I've listened to all the episodes. Uh, of course, you know, some of those have been a while now, but I, I think it's it's like, it's a decent performance. It feels more just kind of like, eh, let's just record this um, as opposed to really them being into it and feeling it. It just doesn't have the drive that the live version does. Yeah, and I stand corrected. That was not a single from Get Your Wings. Oh. Uh, same old song and dance, Train Kept Rolling and SOS Too Bad were the three singles. So it would have to belong on side A. So uh, Scott to know, John and I, John, have you changed your opinion on uh, Lord of the Thighs? No, I was really considering putting this on my side of the mixtape. Um, but I just can't buy into the studio version of this, of this cut. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's great. I actually really liked your comment, John, about kind of low energy, it, especially kind of that guitar solo. It kind of felt like low energy. Uh, they do this much better live. So I am cool with keeping it off of side A, the deep cut side of the mixtape, if you guys are. Yep. I would say so, that, that was a little, that was some nice slide playing on the solo, though. I, oh, I yeah. do enjoy a good slide guitar and a rock song. And Joe Perry's a great slide player, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of great examples in the catalog. But uh, Lord of the Thighs uh, off of side A, but it will be coming up a little bit later in the show. Episode two uh, was a particular favorite of mine and John's. This is one that kind of snuck up on John, and he's like, this is a lot better than I remember. Let's listen to a little shut up and dance. Uh, 
Oh, that's just good advice. Shut up and dance. John, uh, do you still like that one as much as you did way back on episode two? I might actually like it more in the context of that we've now heard 49 so 49 tracks by this band. It's like, this is really one of their better tracks. You know, it's got the dry, driving guitar, um, the drums. It has all the elements you want of a great Aerosmith song. It's a little repetitive for my for my taste, but I mean, that's my knock on it. Okay. Uh, Scott, what did you think? Yeah, it's a good song. Um, I... I, I always get a little put off when a song kind of starts with the chorus or the title. Um, and then anytime there's just like a talking part in a verse, because I think Steven goes to that that bag of tricks a little bit too much for me. But uh, I, I think it's a pretty decent song. I, I love the music. It's got a great groove to it. Uh, it's got that energy that our last song was lacking. Absolutely. I love that groove, especially the rhythm underneath that. Pretty killer solo, if I remember, too. I, I shuttle the head. Let's see if I can get close to it here. that section scott what'd you think that was sweet that was very sweet i like that really good energy really playing for the song um you know you can you can do a lot in a solo and still do it within the context of the song and i think he nailed it that was fantastic love that drum pattern right we're just on that right that oh it was so good and brad and tom killing it underneath while joe is laying just a great great bluesy type uh, lick over top uh, John, at the time, we said it's going to be a, a fuck of a long time before we kick uh, Shut Up and Dance off the mixtape. I still feel that way. Do you guys feel like it deserves its spot currently on the all-time Aerosmith top nine? I'm tempted to kick it off just to throw it on my side, but, I mean, that doesn't seem like it's reason enough to kick it off. No, I, I think there's going to be other songs that maybe will replace it on, on the Aerosmith top nine, and then you can put it uh, on your nasty cut side. But for right now, I am more than cool with keeping it on uh, the all-time top nine. Scott, what are you thinking? Oh, definitely. I think for for now, I'd say it definitely belongs. All right. So we're all in agreement. Shut Up and Dance is staying. I know a lot of people were surprised that it actually made the mixtape, but that's just a great little jam. I love it. And there's actually a live version on the uh, Wayne's World 2 soundtrack that's a lot of fun to listen to as well. So uh, we'll get to that one eventually. That might have a home on the live side of things. Do you, uh, speaking do you of recall, Corey, why they didn't like it? Why they were surprised? It just wasn't a, you know, it wasn't one of the bigger ones off of Get a Grip. Uh, it was kind of buried. It only charted in the UK when it was released. Mm -hmm. um, when, when you think of, of Get a Grip, which is their biggest album, you don't think of Shut Up and Dance. You think of uh, Crying Crazy, Amazing, uh, you know, the, the big, the big rich. hits, right? Well, Eat the Rich, um, Living, on, living the edge. on the Edge, yeah. right? So, so, yeah. so there were five huge hits. So it gets buried as the sixth. Right is really what happens. Right, yeah. but I think I think there's a difference in the perspective too, and and you know for people to consider is that we're not looking at what charted the best, what was the most popular. We're looking at the catalog on the whole and saying, 
this song in this moment is a better song than that song. We like it more, we enjoy it more, we feel it's more powerful track or more representative of the overall collective of the band and not that how that song took off publicly. Yeah, I think if you listen to that song, uh, it's very easy to make a case it belongs on this mixtape somewhere. And I, I don't see it leaving anytime soon. Uh, mm -hmm. Show three, personal favorite of mine, it's technically a cover of a Joe Perry Project solo song. Uh, this comes from Done With Mirrors. Let's check out a little bit of Let The Music Do The Talking. That's a little bit of let the music do the talking. This is one of my all-time favorite Aerosmith records. I'm going to be perfectly honest. If both of you assholes kick it off, I'm putting it on my nasty cut. Scott, what did you think of that one? I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I always hate some of the metaphors that that Stephen uses for you know for vaginas. It just, I, I guess it gets it on the radio versus it not getting it on the radio. He is a uh, master of getting those uh, double entendres on the radio. W yeah. Walk This Way has the line, you ain't seen nothing till you're down on the muffin. What mm -hmm. the hell do you think that's about? Right. Hot hoochie yeah. coos the same thing. Yeah, it's breakfast, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> breakfast of champions. Uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good song. I, I think it's got a lot of energy to it. I really love the interplay with, uh, with what sounds to me like the guitar and harmonica in that, that last section. Um, I, I really like it. It's got a good groove to it. It definitely makes my uh, makes my foot tap. It's got a nasty groove to it that I associate with Aerosmith and some great slide playing. John, what are your thoughts on this one revisited? I, I love this track. My, my, my argument stands by uh, it's a Joe Perry. It's a Joe Perry song. It doesn't feel like an Aerosmith song. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I think we originally voted to remove it, not because it wasn't a great track, but it didn't feel very Aerosmith. It still doesn't. It's a kick-ass track. And by all means, you do with your three songs what you want to do with your three songs. Um, I, I, I dig it. I really do. If this were a Joe Perry mixtape, I'd have it on the top of my list. This is no different than having a song that was solely written by Steven Tyler uh, on the top nine, which we have tons of, and I'm sure you're going to be voting for. So it doesn't fucking matter. This is a great, dirty Aerosmith groove. <laughs> that I love. Joe Perry is responsible for all the grooves in Aerosmith anyway, so it absolutely belongs. Let's take a vote on Let the Music Do the Talking. I am 100%. It deserves a spot on the Aerosmith top nine right now. I have a question. Okay. You just said, let's take a vote. Are we voting on your side of the mixtape? Because No, no. Scott We're I... voting on the top nine. We're voting on the top nine. Oh, oh no. We, because we, we can vote on your side of the mixtape if we want. 
You can. It won't matter. I can put whatever the hell I want on there. Yeah. All right. We're voting. Does it belong right now on the Aerosmith all-time top nine? I say yes. John, what do you say? I say no. Fuck you. Scott, what do you say? I say yes. Wow. I there don't know why go. I hit puberty right there, but yes, I say yes. <laughs> it is still currently on the all-time top nine. Thank you very much for that, Scott. Show number four. Geez, Scott, this is a song you might know. It comes from one of your favorite uh, Aerosmith albums of all time. Uh, toys in the attic uh what do you say as soon as i find it we'll play a little bit of no more no more Scott Haskin, that's some good shit right there. No more, no more. Toys in the Attic currently residing on side A, the deep cut side of our double mixtape. Does it belong there? I, that's just candy to my ears. You know, I, everything about that song I absolutely love. Um, one of my favorite all-time lyrics is Bloodstain the Ivory on My Daddy's Baby Grand. I think that's just a great opening line. Uh, the mix, the sound, the, the tone, the mood, everything uh, just checks all the boxes for me. It, it, yeah, it belongs. 100% agree. John, what do you think? I was hoping Scott was going to vote the officer could throw it on my side of the mixtape. Um, <laughs> You're like, just dying to I, fill that up, aren't you? I, 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 I am, because it looks so blank right now. It's really bothering me. No, no, this absolutely belongs here. It's going to be a, a tough chip to fall. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's a keeper for now. If well, it do. does leave the uh, deep cut side, it will be a nasty cut, because this is a great classic Aerosmith song. Yeah, uh, we do have one issue that we haven't really talked about just yet. We kind of touched on it, but the all-time top nine is currently still 10 songs. So at some point during this episode, we do need to resolve that. That's right. And, and I got a plan for that, but it's coming up. There you go. So we all agree, No More No More stays on side A, the deep cut side of the mixtape. Let's go now to episode five. We're going all the way to nine lives. And falling in love is hard on the knees. Okay, we get the idea. Like we know this song. <laughs> so, what do you think, John? Um, it's currently not residing anywhere on any of the three sides on the mixtape. It was a, a single, so it would be on the all-time top nine. Uh, do you want to put it on there, or what do you think? If you guys don't add it, I probably will just for now, just to start filling out my side of the mixtape. I don't know that it will be there by the end of this episode, but. Um, it's definitely good enough over blank. Well, I tell you what, John, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing because maybe my all-time favorite Aerosmith lyric 
resides in this song. You ain't that good as when you set down to the letter, but you like the way I hold a microphone. Sometimes I'm good, but when I'm bad, I'm even better. Don't give me no lip. I got enough of my own. Love that line. That's a great so, line. I, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to put it on my uh, one of my three uh, tracks of the nasty cuts. Uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on this one? I think it's a it's a it's an interesting song because it starts out with a progression that really only Aerosmith would do with with the you know the order of notes. But um, overall, I kind of feel like uh, after the first you know thirty seconds, I get the whole song. Kind of like the the way that you stopped it, John. I kind of feel like yeah, I don't really need to hear the whole song. Oh, so there's I a great guitar solo there too, though. Great guitar. There is solo a great guitar one, solo, yeah. but the rest of the song, the structure, it really gets repetitive to me. So I would say uh, I don't think it it has a place uh, above what we've got on there now. Okay, so uh, John, do you want it on on your nasty cuts, or should I put it on mine? I, I mean, it probably has a longer shelf life on your on your nasty guts. Well, I don't know about that. I got some good songs coming up. All right, I'll put it on mine. I will say it is better than blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than blank. It is one of the better cuts off of Nine Lives. I, I think we can all maybe agree on that. Yeah, it's not. A, I, I don't mean to say it's a bad song. I think it's a good song. I don't think it beats what we've got on there now. Uh, and now we're going to go to one of Aerosmith's newer tracks. This is from Music from Another Dimension. This was episode six and a little track called Oh Yeah. Okay, a lot of the song is that. Let's shuttle ahead a little bit, see if we can get something. All right, what do you got, John? I've been waving Corey to stop this song. It puts out of misery for a while. I was enjoying it. I like that song. If you guys could have seen the video battle that was going on between the two of them, it was epic. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. I can guarantee you anything after Get a Grip, I will not be putting on my side of the mixtape. Ouch. All right, uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on Oh Yeah? Um, I thought it had some good energy, but Steven kind of killed this one for me. I feel like he just got back from the dentist and the Novocaine hadn't quite worn <laughs> off yet. Yeah, just gonna sing everything in this tone and not really have any, you know, emotion in my voice. It's really flat, and it's just like, yeah, I, all right, I'll go sing this. I, I didn't get anything out of it. You know, I like the groove and I like the backup singers, but like you said, Scott, Stephen kind of ruins it. Um, yeah. It's not on any list. I don't feel like putting it on my uh, nasty cuts, John Scott. I'm I'm assuming you're all knows as well. Yeah, correct. Okay, let's move on then. I know this is a favorite of John Mariano. Uh, uh, we're, I'm going to try and skip through the dulcimer stomp and let's get to a little the other side. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
this new format guarantees this song makes the mixtape. I think there's so, a, yeah. There, there's just no way. Like, now that we're giving this song a second chance, if, like, he- heavens to Betsy, it falls short somehow, right? Like, there's no way this doesn't make it. Scott, what are your thoughts on the other side? Yeah, I agree. I, I think if we're looking at putting together the ultimate mixtape, how does this not stay on there? I mean, this this just encompasses everything I think of with this band. A good beat, a good strong vocal, really good backups. Um, it just has that feel to it that just when I think Aerosmith, this is one of the first things that comes to mind. The guitar tone on this album is spectacular. And Joe has one of his best solos on the song and not that it matters but the video is iconic everything about this song is great it's currently residing in the all-time top nine i believe it's unanimous let's all keep it there for now um like john said i think this is guaranteed to stay on the set on the uh mixed tapes the same can't be said for the next track oh my god we're going back to rocking a hard place this is jailbait <laughs> all right that's about enough of that one john yeah let's uh we, we've already discussed this one kind of ad nauseum musically jailbait is fine uh, there, there's some really good stuff actually musically on this song uh lyrically especially uh in 2023 uh jail i don't think belongs anywhere uh so unless you guys uh are in, in disagreement i say we just uh, keep it kicked off of our mixtapes can I... I would like to tease one thing there's one song i might feel stronger that we're going to hear a little bit of tonight that I might want to hear less of tonight. Really? That, 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 that I feel really doesn't belong on the mixtape either. I don't know if they're equal or if that, I feel a little bit stronger about that one than I do this one, but they're both right about there. It's the movie, isn't it? <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Jailbait, you're done. Let's go on now to rocks and a classic track. This is a little bit of rats in the cellar. Currently residing on side A, the deep cut side of the mixtape, never released as a single, Rats in the Cellar. Scott, what do you think? Does it belong there? Yeah, I mean, I I could kind of make the same case that I did for the other side. I think it's got all those elements that really define what Aerosmith is. I'd say definitely should stay. And as a Toys in the uh, Attic fan, a lot of uh, Aerosmith purists go back and forth, which is the better album, Toys in the Attic or Rocks? Give Rocks a listen. Uh, I, I tell you, it, it's really close between those two. Every track on Rocks is fantastic. John, I know this is a personal favorite of yours. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to vote that it belongs currently on side A of the uh, Deep Cuts mixtape. I'm going to guarantee this never gets taken off the mixtape. There you have it. And if you weren't guarantee, guaranteeing it, uh, I was very close. Uh, let's go to a low-key favorite uh, of everybody on the show here, Permanent Vacation. 
and let's actually talk about the title track. Here's a little bit of Perner Vacation. I'll shuttle ahead a little bit, hopefully to get some more uh, Steven in that course, but how can you not smile when the steel drum kicks in? Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering if that was actually a monkey at the beginning or if that was Steven, cause I feel like he could pull good that call. off. Yeah. hundred percent. No, that's a good call. I wonder what it was. Uh, let, let's, I shuttled ahead a little bit. Let's see what we get here. All right, Scott, I know you're pretty tanned from your Mr. Olympia days, but if there's one human being I know that needs a tan where the sun never shines is John Mariano. What are your thoughts on permanent vacation? Oh, I I think it's one of their stronger tracks. My only issue with it is it's one of these albums, and there's probably about four of them, that um, it's which songs aren't going to make the mixtape, right? And and like the, we can make this mixtape like on, on the strength of four albums. And be good to go mm -hmm. um and permanent vacation being one one of those four um is it a strong enough permanent vacation song to make the mixtape is really what i feel like the question becomes well and it's currently not on side a the deep cup side of our mixtapes so uh the question is do we want to replace something on side a right now or uh, does one of us want to put permanent vacation on their uh uh, three nasty cuts. Scott, I'll start with you. What are you thinking? Well, uh, at the risk of being hated or uh, visually cued, I I honestly think that uh, it should replace Reefer Headed Woman. Interesting. John? I don't hate that pick. Um, do I, got, do I? We got Reefer Headed Woman coming up later, so we can replace it for now and then revisit it when Reefer Headed Women comes up. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't hate it. I can't say that I won't try to punt it back off when Reefer Headed Woman comes back, but I'm not going to argue with Scott right now. If that's his pick, I might re-nominate Re Reefer Headed Woman, but I'm going to reserve judgment till we hear a few bars of it. I, I, I'm kind of with you, John, uh, with that. I have no problem per putting Permanent Vacation back on side A, the D cup side, the D cup, the deep cup side. Oh, fuck. You've been listening to Steven Tyler too much. It's been a long day. The deep cut side, side A of our double mixtape. Permanent vacation replaces reefer headed woman, but that one is coming up. This one might get a little contentious because I know Scott Haskin has already come out and said, not really a fan of this song. Let's listen to a little bit of one of Aerosmith's bigger hits. This is Janie's Got a Gut.
That's enough of the hoorahs. Scott, I don't know if you hate Mark Meyer. Uh, what, what is it about this song that bugs you so much? Well, you know, from the first time I heard it, I just, it just did not strike any kind of chord with me. Uh, and, and who doesn't love a song that starts with a water harp? I mean, that's, you know, know horror right? movie 101. Um, I don't, it just, it just always seemed like a song where the studio or the, the record company came and said, uh, you guys need to write a hit for the next album. And they sat down and came up with this. It, it doesn't feel like a natural song. It's never really felt like like what I think of Aerosmith. I, I just never have connected with this song, not not even a, a little. And I feel bad, be, but that's the way it is. All right. I shuttled ahead a little bit. Let's see if we can get into the meat of the song here a bit. I just wanted a bit of that guitar solo in there. Scott, what are you thinking? So part of that, the the last part of that section reminded me a little bit of the same kind of change they made in Dream On. Also, mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say that this was the first Aerosmith song I heard, and this might be a part of why I don't like it, uh, where I realized how dominant Steven Tyler was over every inch of, of space on a song. And I think that was part of the big turnoff. It's like, how many times can you say, yay, yay, yay? You know, just stop it. We we get it. We don't need it. And I think that is something that really kind of annoyed me about this song. So it, it may have been the position uh, of, of the Aerosmith catalog that I heard it in. But I think those those things have a lot to do with why I don't like it. Okay. John, what are your thoughts? I don't know. It's tough because when you think of Aerosmith, I feel like this is one of those songs that the mainstream listener absolutely associates with the band. But if you're doing a mixtape, is that really a qualifying factor? Couple that with the statement I just made about permanent vacation is, do we have, are we in, you know, a position where we're worried about putting too many permanent vacation songs on the mixtape? Are we also concerned about pump right because we, we make a great case for the other side i mean there are a lot of great tracks off of pump mm -hmm. um is this really like even if this is a top five track of of these 36 songs we're doing are, are we putting five songs off of pump in this in, in our 36 that's nuts um I don't know that I have this as a top three pump track. And because of that, I'm going to go on a limb and nominate taking this off of the all-time top nine. And Scott, you're voting to take it off the all-time top nine? I, yeah, I, I think, I think we'll find nine better songs than this. 
Okay. Well, then I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. It, I'm putting it on my uh, nasty cuts. 100%. Because I love JD's Got a Gun. Um, it's one of the few message songs that Aerosmith ever did. Lyrically, I think it's brilliant. Uh, you know, she put a bullet in his brain. Like, it, it, it tells a story. Uh, I love the guitar solo. Joe kills it on this. I agree. The runaway, yeah, like all that stuff gets very repetitive. And, and yeah, I'm kind of done with it. Um, I could see it not being on the all time top nine. Um, it's going to stay on my nasty cuts uh, for now. And, and we'll see. But I, I have no issue uh, with, with taking it off the top nine. And actually, out of the nine, uh, out of the 10 songs we had, I wasn't anticipating that being the one that left the top nine here tonight. But, you know, I'm, not, I'm okay with it. And, and Mark Kamire somewhere out there is crying and he's going to have issues with you all because that is a song that he put on there. I'm just going to so, say, Mark Kamire, you know where I am. <laughs> Let's go with the song that I suggested. This is one of the uh, extra cuts uh, from the Big Ones compilations. Let's check out a little bit of Walk on Water. John, remember Walk on Water? I do. I do. I actually really dig this track. It, it, I think it shares some kind of DNA with Walk This Way and, and with Eat the Rich and, and, and tracks like that. Um, it, 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 it's a very fun track. Um, I, lo I, I love when Aerosmith does, does, plays with the style. Um, I don't have a lot of mean things to say about this track at all. All right. Uh, Scott, what were your thoughts on that one? I love the music. Um, I thought there was something a little bit missing in the beginning. It, there was like a lot of open space while the groove was going on where either something was buried in the mix or they didn't put something in that could have made it a little more interesting. But musically, I really dig this this song. Uh, where it falls short for me is, it, it, and it really seems, and it's odd for somebody who's not a lyrics guy, it really seems like a song can be made or broken by Steven Tyler because there's so many i feel like we've said the music was great but something i didn't like about the vocals and i did not like the first verse at all um i think musically it's a good song but that's kind of where it ends for me yeah i'm kind of torn on this one too because i love the groove of it i love i love that kind of open hi-hat that joey's mm -hmm. doing yeah um and i love the chorus but the verses for me is where it really kind of takes a nosedive uh mm -hmm. this was a single off of big ones 
Uh, does it belong on the top nine? Uh, I vote no. Scott? No. John? I'm going to throw it as my first nasty cut for now. All right. Sounds good. I, I will say, I, as much as it might sound like I'm not a fan of Steven Tyler, I love the fact that he tries different things. I, I love that he's not always, okay, here's how every line in the verse is going to go on every song. And it just replicates it. I mean, he does experiment. Um, I just I just don't think he they always are with good result. But I love the fact that he tries different things. I agree totally. Uh, let's go now to uh, episode 13 in a song from Get Your Wings. Here's a little bit of Seasons of Living. Not live, even though they have the audience at the beginning. You know what? Let's just shuttle ahead. we got the just those seasons of weather very atmospheric it's a long song it's uh you know over five minutes uh john it currently resides on side a the deep cut side of the mixtape what are your uh thoughts revisited on seasons of weather oh, I, I i i still really like this song it's a very atmospheric song like you said um for me it's it, it's the type of tune i would want on a mixtape showing some of the variety of what they do it's not all just drive driving um guitars and everything sometimes it sometimes it's just setting a nice atmosphere and um this i think really does that i agree and to scott's point where he said on a song like uh walk on water where steven kind of ruins it to me steven kind of makes this song uh both lyrically and vocally uh on this track what are your thoughts scott on seasons of wither yeah, I, I absolutely agree with both of you guys. I think it's a great song. Uh, putting my producer hat on, I probably would have trimmed it down to maybe three and a half to four and a half minutes, somewhere in there. Um, but I, I think it does show the diversity of the band. And I really do agree. Stephen makes this song as well. Um, I, I would keep this one for sure. I, I, as soon as you you said which one we were doing next, I just kind of smiled inside and said, yeah, I like this one. Seasons of Weather staying on the deep cut side of our double mixtape. We're all in agreement. Let's go now to episode 14 and a personal favorite of mine. Here's a little bit of Chip Away the Stone.
not stopping. If you don't stop, the show's gonna be like seven hours long. Oh my God, I love Chip Away the Stone. To me, this is ultimate Aerosmith. How can you vote this down? This song is fucking fantastic. It's currently on the all-time top nine. I vote it stays there forever. Scott Haskin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is another one like the other side where I'd have to say if there's, you know, a, a song that's not off of Toys in the Attic that defines Aerosmith for me, this would be another one of them. Absolutely belongs. Um, I love the the tempo pickup for the chorus. It's just really sudden and unexpected. Uh, but the the groove on the song, the stank on that verse is just phenomenal. It's huge. And I love the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Even a rock will crumble, but I get through someday. If I want your love, baby, push, come to shove. Going to chip that wall away. It's fucking perfect. John, doesn't matter what you say. It's staying on the Aerosmith right. all-time top nine. I just want I just want to say I, I'm so tempted to try to vote this off and convince Scott to vote this off only so Corey could fill his side up and then and then and then, and then it's really gonna be a war of attrition for Corey. I guarantee you guarantee you it's not leaving our mixtapes. It's gonna stay if it gets voted off the top nine, it's going to my nasty cuts 100 percent I love chip away the stone. Let's go now to one of the newer tracks. This is the title track from Just Push Play. All right, John's stopping it already. I'll, I'll, I'll move forward a little bit. It does get better. Here. There's no way that Scott's enjoying this right now. I'm just saying it right now. They went straight to... Oh, we Scott, who's like, I don't like Steven Tyler all over a song. And I don't, I, I don't like hearing them sing the chorus like right away. Corey skips ahead and, and like just picks a random spot. And it's just them saying "just push play" over and over again. That's it's the chorus, all over the place on it. That's the chorus. Scott, what'd you think? Fucking a. Um, what what drugs were they on when they did this one? Well, remember this is two thousand one. I, I think they're trying to fit in, right? You had like record scratches in there and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah it's uh, I mean, right off the bat, just that really annoying, um, you know, uh, sound that we heard. Uh, this is one that I would say, yeah, it, it's uh, there's parts of this. I think we hear all the parts in other Aerosmith songs where they work a little bit better. I feel like this is like, OK, we're just going to take this piece from this song and this piece and kind of Frankenstein a song together. Um, another one I, I, I would say I'm not a fan of. I agree. It's not on a list. And. We're going to keep it that way. Let's move and on. You realize show. How, how antiquated that term is too now. Uh, just push play is something that we we really don't do because we don't have the cassette players. We don't have the portable CD players anymore. Everything's just, you know, we, we hit a, a triangle. It doesn't feel the same. Thanks. Now I feel old. Shame on you, Scott. Let's go to shame <laughs> on you. Episode 16 from Done With Beers.
pretty much a gist of uh, shame on you done with mirrors and underrated album as far as i'm concerned uh dig the groove well enough but um man it's not on any of our uh, sides of the mixtape uh scott does it belong uh, anywhere i think it's a pretty decent basic song um some good blues i i, I when it, that riff like the first half of it i almost want to see what rush would have done with something like that because i feel that oh has a, a little bit of a connection to them, but then it just goes into like that straight basic rock blues song. Um, I think it's a good track, but I wouldn't say this is a song that really defines the band. All right, John. I think if neither one of you save it, I might for now. Like I, I have two songs I got to get on there by, by the end of this thing. And it, maybe it doesn't last as long as this episode, but I, for now, would like to earmark it if you're not going to, Corey. And I'm not. John, if you want shame on you, on your nasty cuts with Walk on Water, you're welcome to it. I'll take it for now. All right. All right. Now let's go to, for the first time, let's go to Night in the Ruts. Here's a little bit of Cheesecake. Scott, are we gonna do it? Does Cheesecake deserve a spot on any of our mixtapes? Don't they have a song called "Back in the Saddle"? They do, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the slide playing. Um, I think the intro was a little bit long, almost like saying, "Hey, we got a new reverb tank." Um, yeah, it's it's another one that I think is a is a decent track, but really feels more of an album track than a than a standout for me. Yeah, I love the the groove of it's really cool, but. Um, mm-hmm. Do I like it enough to put it on my nasty cuts? No. And it's not on the deep cut side. John, what do you think? I like it better than Shame on You. Can I replace Shame on You with Cheesecake for now? That didn't sure. last long, but I, I want to keep that extra spot empty just in case. So I might do a rotating spot here for now. <laughs> um, and we'll see how that works out. Sounds good. So Shame on You is off of John's nasty cuts. He's putting Cheesecake from Night in the Ruts there. Uh, the next one. It's already on the mixtape. Do we have to play it? Do you want to hear a little bit of the movie? I'll leave it to you guys, you haters out there of this song. I I, I would like you to play no more than 12 seconds of the movie. It's it. going to get in your head. That's all I'm going to say. All right, that's 12 seconds, John. I mean, I, I think it belongs on the mixtape, just on the, on the strength of that alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie was not a single. Uh, are you going to replace anything on side A of our mixtape currently with the movie, John? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not either. Scott's already put it on his nasty cuts. Uh, so let's just leave it at that. Let's move on to a track from Honkin' on Bobo. 
and a little bit of you gotta move. All right, that's a little bit of You Gotta Move from Honkin' on Bobo. I really love this album. Like Aerosmith doing blues covers, fantastic. Like, you know, everything they they, they are comes from the blues. And uh, I put it on here. Um, it's not on any list currently. Um, I'm tempted to put it on my nasty cuts if you guys don't like it. Scott, what are your thoughts on You Gotta Move? Um, I like the not fade away part, which which was done, you know, fairly nicely. Uh, but that repetitive, just knock it off. I, I get it. You got to move. Like it, that's the again, song. That, that, that you got a problem with Mississippi me. Fred McDowell? Come on. No, I, I, I just that kind of repetition. I do love Aerosmith doing blues. I, I think they're they're masters of it, um, especially with like a modern sound doing it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that just that that kind of lyric will never attract me. All right, John. What are your thoughts on you? Got to move. I, it doesn't move me. All right. Well, I put it on my nasty cuts for now. I love, I love honking on Bobo and I love you got to move. I think it deserves a spot somewhere. Uh, oh my God. We're going to go all the way to Pandora's box. Is that right, John? We're going to talk a little helter skelter. We, we, that we are. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide Where I stop and I turn and I go for a ride All right, Scott, that's an outtake from 1975 Helter Skelter from the Pandora's Box box set. Uh, obviously a cover of a Beatles track. What do you think of that one? I think it's not bad. I, I, it's, it's rare that I find somebody that can do the Beatles better than the Beatles can do the Beatles. And I want you to forget I said that when we get to a future episode where we cover another Beatles <laughs> cover. Um, and, and also there is a great version of Tomorrow Never Knows on the Sucker Punch soundtrack. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not feeling the intensity on this one. I think it's decent, but I, I don't feel that, that real urgency like I do in the Beatles version. So I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't, it doesn't belong. You know, it, it's a good cover, but it's been covered to death. Uh, yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I'm not going anywhere. John, what do you think? I, 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 as far, as far as covers of this song goes, it's, it's, it's one of the ones I, I tend to enjoy more. Um, but I, Always go back to the original. Mm -hmm. All right. So Helter Skelter, episode 20, still not on any of the sides of our double mixtape. Let's go now uh, to a little south of Saturday and our first live cut. Here's a bit of Sweet Emotion. Sweet Emotion. 
All right. So that's a live version of Sweet Emotion. Um, probably not the best live version of the song I think that's out there. Uh, it currently resides on side B, the live cut side uh, of our first mixtape, but we only have three, six songs on there. So it's still on there. Uh, I'm fine with keeping it on there. I think there's a better live version of Sweet Emotion out there. Not a lot of energy uh, in this version. Scott, what were your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was just thinking. It feels like it was kind of towards the end of the night at the beginning of the tour and they didn't they just weren't ramped up for it yet. Um, I think it's an okay version, but I I have a feeling that we'll come across something better. So I, I would say uh, I'm good with leaving it on there for now, but I don't see it making making the distance. All right, John. If vanilla was a sound, that would probably be the sound it makes. <laughs> well said. Uh, agreed. But it'll stay there for now. Uh, let's go now to episode 22 and another track from Rocks. Here's a little bit of Nobody's Fault. You know, it takes a while to get going. Let's shut up. John, you're a big fan of rocks. Uh, what do you think of Nobody's Fault? I think look, I I really dig this track. I really dig this album. Rocks, it, rocks. I think falls into the same thing as a uh, pump, pump, and uh, permanent vacation, where it's like, how many songs are we gonna put? You know, the toys in the attic goes up there. Probably get a grip too. Um, how many songs are we gonna include off of these albums? Um, because we can just make these, this mixtape like those albums and still have to knock some off. Um, is it good enough to make the mixtape is really the question. Right. And what is your vote? <sighs> no for side A. Okay. Uh, I also vote no for side A. Nothing wrong with nobody's fault, but like John said, a lot of great songs off rocks uh, that we have to get through. I don't think this is in the upper tier. Uh, Scott, what were your thoughts on uh, nobody's fault? I'm I'm tempted to save it, but I think I'm running into the same issue that you guys are. Uh, I think it's a good song. I love the groove, uh, especially the the drums on that. Um, but I have a feeling that by the end of end of this, I would just end up replacing it anyway. So I'm not going to save it for now. But I reserve the right to save it at some point. Okay, there you have it. Nobody's fault uh, from Rocks. Let's move on now to Done with Mirrors. In one of John's dog songs, here's a little bit of The Reason a Dog.
all right that, that's about enough of that one uh, scott what did you think of the reason a dog i think it's a pretty average track um there's nothing that really stands out about it to me it's a good album track though yeah i agree good album track but nothing really stands out john let, let, let's say we were casting happy days with songs from aerosmith right a reason a dog would be richie cunningham wow i was gonna say potsy i was gonna I, say ralph ralph's interesting <laughs> I, I, see, see i said i said i said i said richie cunningham because richie very famously said to fonzie that he was humdrum and that not enough Fonzie to, to, to Mork. When he met Mork, he was he's like, Well, I'm humdrum. And 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 to me, the song is very humdrum. Hmm. Fair enough. It's not on the mixtape. Uh, does anyone want to put it on the mixtape or on one of their nasty cuts? Let's start with John. Ah, uh, you know what? Scott, I'm gonna push you a little bit right now. I feel pushed. Because you only have one song so far. And, you know, after hearing A Reason a Dog, it's really making me reconsider nobody's fault. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and possibly taking that as my third song. And you had said you reserve the right um, to add it should you want to. And I'm going to give you a chance to say yes or no now, because if, if you don't, I will. I really appreciate your generosity. That means a lot to me. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on it. And um, I would say, Corey, if you would add that to my list, I would appreciate it. Um, we'll see if it if it uh, stands the test of time, but I think it's a good song. All right. So nobody's fault. Now on Scott's uh, uh, nasty cuts, he has uh, one left. Uh, he's got two on there in the movie. Nobody's fault. Uh, John also has an open spot, and we have one more track we're gonna do here tonight. It's the first song Joe Perry and Steven Tyler ever wrote together. Let's go all the way back to the debut album in a little moving out. That's where I took my intro from. Good morning, glory. Hallelujah to you. Uh, I love moving out. To me, this is quintessential Aerosmith from the first album. Um, I It's currently on side A of the mixtape, the deep cuts. Um, I absolutely think it, it belongs there. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, you know, even, even just for historical value to show the progression of the band, it's so weird to hear Steven Tyler before he was Steven Tyler. 
you know, before he developed the voice that that we know now. Um, I definitely think it's a very relevant song. Um, since we don't have uh, side five, which is the historical tracks, I think it I think it has a place on the mixtape because I think it it shows the roots and how far they've come. Absolutely, John. What do you think? I think it's almost unfair to to this track to say it's purely for historical reasons. Yeah, sure. It's it's their first track that they wrote together. But if we, you're talking quintessential Aerosmith, early Aerosmith is absolutely part of that, and and, and pre-developed Aerosmith, and and this really, I think, yeah, historical or anything else. If you if you're trying to show the birth of of the band from from where it started to to, you know where it winds up, I know I know I shit on a lot of the later albums, but you know we, we do need to at some point represent as much of that as possible and move, moving out you know short of maybe like dream on from early tracks is probably the most representative especially because it's the first one they wrote together absolutely and you think of that first album dream on from that album mommakin and moving out uh, hard to vote for any of those uh, to be off the mixtape so are we all in agreement it still belongs on side a the deep cut side of the mixtape oh yeah Perfect. Let's keep it at that. That was episode 24 uh, moving out. Uh, when we uh, kick back in on part two on our revisit of Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, uh, we're going back to Major Barbara. I can't wait to talk about that one, but that we'll save that for next week. Uh, Scott, uh, where can the folks find you? What do you got going on? Oh my God, I am all over the place. I am also on the Deep Dive Podcast Network with John and my good friend Corey here for this show. Also, John and Corey do another show called Backtracks Theme Music. And then Corey does another show with his friend Mark on uh, And the Podcast Will Rock. And you can find me at your Rye Heap the Magicians podcast. Perfect. And John Mariano, you got anything uh, coming up you want to plug? Yeah, you, you know what I'd like to plug? An outlet. No, seriously, though, I'd, 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 I'd like to, I'd, I'd, I'd like to plug uh, Ken Napsack's Pop Rock and Radio. The big hits, album cuts, and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community only on the Mixcloud app. Download the Mixcloud app today and start following Pop Rock and Radio. Support Ken Napsack wherever you can absolutely cannot agree more support uh pop rock and radio support can knapsack support the deep dive podcast network tons of shows on there and uh, join us next week for part two of our revisit uh, we've already made a couple of changes to these mixtapes it's kind of interesting let's see how the last uh, 25 tracks sorry 24 tracks uh shake out uh, on behalf of scott haskin and john mariano my name is Corey morset thank you very much for joining us and as always Let's give the last word to Steven Tyler. Thank you.